0: guilty soul condemned by shame. Hear mercy calling out your name. His blood can cleanse your every stain. Bring your
1: failures to the Hello, and welcome to the Community Bible Church podcast, where we are doing a chapter-by-chapter weekly discussion of the book Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers by Dane Ortland. For those of you who don't know, my name is Matt Owen. I am the lead pastor at Community Bible Church of Orange Park, and I am joined today by Joseph Brader, who is the pastor of worship and discipleship here at CVC. Joseph, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Easter's coming up next week. Yeah, right around the corner. And I know that um, your typical thing is to, tr- you know, plan our services the night before. Uh, I'm wondering if you've done anything differently this time. <laughs> if you've got anything, what have you got picked up for Easter yeah. this year? <laughs> yeah, Easter. You know, we get started a little bit, a little bit earlier
0: than Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to, to be clear, I'm sitting in uh, Joseph's office right now, looking at a a whiteboard that is very elaborately planned in advance. So he is not he is not uh doing things the night before. <laughs> I just like to insult him occasionally on the podcast. Yeah. But seriously, what do we have uh what do we have going on? I'm excited about Easter. What's happening yeah, next week? Me too. So we're we're gonna
0: spend a Good Friday and Easter in John eleven, mm-hmm. which is more of I guess you're part of it, but it gives us a little background. Um, and so for Good Friday, we're going to have a really uh, kind of stripped back service. It's actually just going to be um, just me on a keyboard mm-hmm. and nothing else. We have um, some some scripture, like lengthy scripture readings. We're going to take communion together in the middle of the service mm-hmm. and uh, have a night that's uh, very reflective mm-hmm. on the sacrifice of Jesus and. Um, uh, where we're thinking about the event of the cross and we're thinking about what he accomplished as our once-for-all sacrifice. Mm. So we're reading, like, a, a large chunk of Hebrews 10. Mm. Um, and then we're going to kind of turn the lights on uh, on Sunday morning. Um, And it's going to be going to be big and exciting. And we're doing some some mashups with some songs, uh, singing about the resurrection um, and just thinking about uh, the glory of Jesus, beholding the glory of Jesus together uh, and and spending a little bit of time reflecting on like what the finished work of Jesus means for us Mm. and for our uh, for our rest and for our confidence and for our hope and our joy. Mm. I am really, really
1: excited about that. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into chapter six of our book today. Chapter six is all about uh, one verse, John 6:37. One of the things that's funny that uh, Ortland points out is these older writers, like uh, Richard Sibbs and John Bunyan, they write an entire book yeah. on one one sentence of one verse. Yep, which makes me feel a little bit better about my sermon length sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, it can't be all bad. Um, but uh, the the verse that we're thinking about today is John 6, 37. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. Yeah. And one of the things that... Uh, the book does and on pages 60 and 61 is it basically breaks that sentence down into words or phrases and and kind of bullet points them out so I just want to ask you which one of those phrases really stands out to you as particularly striking or encouraging and why
0: yeah um, and there were a couple of them but I think the one that probably resonated the most is uh, is comes to me that we're coming to a person mm-hmm. to Jesus himself he says most truly uh, we come to a person to Christ himself and so there's communion and there's relationship in that and um, that helps me and one of the things this book is helping me to do is, is sort of sort through um, uh, the ways that maybe I've been conditioned to think about God and relate to God mm-hmm. uh, I'm a, a like a feeler by nature, Mm -hmm. like way on that side, Um, not a thinker. (laughs) Um, And so I've, uh, I I think, I've honestly, I've always been conditioned to think that the way I perceive God and relate to God and perceive the gospel as someone who feels before they think by nature is, uh, is inferior Mm -hmm. at best Mm -hmm. and wrong or sinful at worst. And so this kind of truth is helping me to understand um, that it's, there's not, it's not wrong, it's not weak, it's not inferior, it certainly isn't sinful, mm-hmm. um, that I, I don't just come to theological categories or yeah. doctrinal truths, although that's part of it, and you can't, you can't uh, divorce everything from that, but you're coming to a person mm-hmm. for relationship mm-hmm. um, who understands you and relates to you as another person.
1: Yeah yeah that's that's really good and probably helpful to other people um listening because we we weren't formed with a cookie cutter yeah Uh, definitely not we had different ways of relating uh, different starting points different personalities Mm -hmm. um that's really good I'd say as he breaks down as he breaks down this verse I think the one that sticks out to me is the father um he says our redemption is not a matter of a gracious son trying to calm down an uncontrollably (laughs) angry father the father himself ordains our deliverance he takes the loving initiative and that is something that I still am struggling to wrap my mind around Yeah, you know I've talked about this before but one of the things that's difficult for me to reconcile and I've really come to understand that I'm not going to be able to perfectly reconcile this together is that that God could know everything that there is about me yeah and so that that God could know me fully and love me fully sure yep uh I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out the mechanics of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh I just I I can't do it.
0: I don't think we can. I don't think it's possible. Yeah.
1: You know? Um which I wish he'd been around to tell me that um, several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've we've talked about this before and we we've ta- I've talked about this in sermons, you know. Imagine imagine God's face towards you. Mm-hmm. What does his face look like? Is yeah. it angry? <laughs> uh, is it sullen? Is it disappointed? Uh what is it? And for me, I've I've said this many times um, for me, it's disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the picture that the Bible gives. And even when we think about the prodigal son, um, the, just the, the image that the father ha- has a, a, of him embracing his son, even though his son has done all sorts of things yeah. to him yeah. and against him that have been so disrespectful. Hmm. And, and i I feel like that like I feel in that spot I've done so many things mm-hmm. that are disrespectful if if I could just have like a corner of heaven right yeah yeah you don't have to talk to me or do anything <laughs> yeah um and yet the image that God gives us in the in the scripture of his of of welp- welcoming us um of taking the loving initiative
0: right that's the, th- the father's like watching for him and he runs to him it's yeah. not
1: even. He shows up and he's like, "Oh, awesome, you're here." Like Right. Right. So that's the one that sticks out to me. Yeah. There's another list in this chapter um, that I wanted to to talk with you about. And this comes straight from John Bunyan's book. Um and it's this this list of objections. Mhm. so okay all of these great things all not most the father gives not haggles over so they're gonna come um all of these all of these beautiful things and yet we hear all of those beautiful things and think that's awesome for everyone but me yep absolutely (laughs) and so we've got our list of exceptions yeah uh we've got the fine print we've got our own objections which one or ones of those uh, objections do you usually bring to the table? <laughs> I feel like all of them. Okay, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> can you make one up for the podcast? Sure, of saying, no, sure. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: there's probably something of a combination of them. Uh, for me, um, maybe the closest is the hard-hearted sinner, um, because I just I think the objection I bring is, but I just keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I keep on sinning,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it just feels like this never-ending uh, cycle. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's the closest you got. The hard-hearted, I, backsliding, sin against light, sin against mercy. I feel all of those things as part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so that's the one or four that sum up yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I feel or how I object to it.
1: Yeah, I would say. For me, it's it's the but I have sinned against light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Old Testament talks about it as uh, sinning with a high hand, kind of mm-hmm. a um, an old idiom for it. But uh, it, to me, it's if you know the right to do. We all fall into. We all fall into something where you're just going along your merry way. Sure. And yeah. Boom. Absolutely. Oh, how do we get here? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's the it's the considered choice. Yep. When it's a considered choice, I'm at the crossroads. I'm at the fork in the road. I know I should go to the right, and I go to the left, uh-huh. um, or or vice versa. I know I should go to the left, but I go to the right. That's the exception in my mind. Is you can't be forgiven, or. You can be forgiven, but it's a it's a different level thing if you have decided I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But all of those are our own manufactured objections. Mm-hmm. In fact, he says we are factories of fresh resistance to Christ's love, <laughs> which is interesting. Which is a little
0: like, offensive, okay. but it's yeah. so true.
1: Yeah. Like, how sick do you have to be? Yeah. To find fresh ways to resist the grace that's shown to you. Yeah. You know, Calvin says we're our 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 heights are our, our hearts are like idle factories. Uh huh. But they, apparently they're not just idle factories. They also are fresh factories of fresh resistance to Christ's love. Yeah. Um. One of the one of the things that we're we're told in this chapter. Uh, from John six thirty seven is that this verse reassures us that Christ's promises are not just a matter of divine decree, but also divine desire. Mm-hmm. Why is it important? Why are both of those things important? Divine decree and divine desire. Why do we need to remember both of those things?
0: Yeah, uh, it helps us to remember that God has both like the will and the ability to do what He says. So He He wants. To save me, he uh, wants to rescue. Um, he wants to show grace. He wants to deliver, and he also can actually do it, mm-hmm. where the
1: decree comes in. Yeah, yeah. I I think I would uh, to go to go along with that. It's not it, d- divine desire gets to the heart behind it. Not that there isn't a heart behind <laughs> the divine decree. Sure. But divine decree can sound mechanistic again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. M- mechanical. Yeah. Um here here is here are the things that I have done to make this possible. Yeah. Um and of course there's love behind it, but we really do have to hold this is not just something that God has done. Mm-hmm. This is something that God wants. He wants to do and wants for us. Yeah. Uh it's not done begrudgingly. Um because he had to in some mm-hmm. way because right. I mean, we, we believe that uh, God was not obligated right. to rescue us. Yeah, yeah. He chose to do that. He wanted to do that. He desired to do that, and so he decreed yeah. it.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a popular and somewhat controversial worship song that says, uh, singing to God, you didn't want heaven without us, mm-hmm. so Jesus, you brought heaven mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there, it was controversial because— uh, people fear that it made it sound like god needed something from us Mm -hmm. and if you if you're talking about it in that sense sure that's that's heretical that's not that's wrong um but it's true like what we're saying it's true god Mm -hmm. actually didn't want heaven for eternity without us yeah so he brought it down to us in jesus yeah it very clearly
1: decreed that right yeah that's a really good point (laughs) that's a really good point um I just want to point out, I've, I've got a quote from the end that I want to point out before we close today. Is there anything that you want to say or anything that stood out to you in this chapter that we haven't talked about? No, I think we've hit it Well, already. Okay, then the last thing, this, this sentence is from the last paragraph. Uh, it says, For those united to Him, and the Bible teaches that we are united to Christ by faith. Um, For those united to Him, the heart of Jesus is not a rental, it is your new, permanent residence. You are not a tenant. You are a child. Mm, yeah. And that is so incredibly <sighs> encouraging yeah. and hope-giving. Amen. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up the discussion there for today. Let me read uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Uh, once again, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden,
0: stole